family show. This is one of those family-friendly shows, you know, where you uh-huh. and every now and then I'll say something that's borderline, <laughs> and Kaylee will stare at me like, getting a little close there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, eh. <laughs> We're racers. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. The only filters we run are air filters, no oil filters. I, hell, I haven't had a filter system that works since I was 13. Right. <laughs> Much to my mother's chagrin. <laughs> yeah. Fuel filters, air filters, and oil filters. And shit, you're lucky if you get all those in the car. Right. <laughs> now, DJ, your last name is Vadness or Vadness? V- Vadness, just like Vadness Heights. I'm sorry to hear that for you. Right. <laughs> and where did you come from? You're like new on the scene to me anyways. Yeah. Yep. I was a rookie last year. Um, I got a huge history though in building LSs for streetcars. Okay. I was the first guy in the world ever to LS swap a player slingshot. Really? Yeah. And then I slapped a 76 mil turbo on it for good measure and made 750 horse at the tire. Okay, that'll uh, that that'll cause some tire replacement issues. A little bit. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on how heavy their foot is, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what's the name of your shop? Midwest Motorworks is what we do for building motors. Otherwise, Midwest Fabworks is what I have for doing the custom turbo work that I do on street rods and hot rods and pro touring cars. Okay. And you're based out of Cambridge, Minnesota. Okay. Well, I I knew that Cambridge was in Minnesota. Yep. You know, some people don't. It's a little town that nobody really knows about anymore. Well, it's a little town out in Massachusetts too. Yes. It's got a really big college in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think that's where Boston University is. I think so. Don't quote me on that because I'm uneducated. So. That's why we're race car drivers. <laughs> and, well, uh, lately I've just been the guy that talks about them and takes pictures of them. <laughs> right. <coughs> oh, goodness me. Oh, man. All right. Well, you know what? This is the Renegades on Dirt podcast, and we are on the phone with DJ Vadness. And today, this is really, really fresh information that you're getting hear from us today because it, you guys were on the dyno this morning with the ls again the 5.3 one of your motors and then they put a 604 on the dyno this afternoon with a two barrel and a four barrel and there is some really really interesting stuff happening in that arena but we're going to pay some bills here quick we'll be right back Palmer's Tavern in downtown Hibbing, Minnesota has been a park edition tradition for 75 years. Stop in and check out their signature Donato Burger. Absolutely mouthwatering. They got bone-in and boneless hot wings, beer on tap, and 12 big screen TVs to watch the games on. Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Wild, it doesn't matter. You're going to catch every shot, touchdown, and goal. Don't forget, check out their daily rotating specials. That's Palmer's Tavern in downtown Hibbing, Minnesota, a park edition tradition for 75 years Palmer's Tavern check them out on Facebook facebook.com backslash Palmer's Tavern 
Hey, are you feeling a little run down? Need a little pick-me-up? Got to get that little boost of energy to get you to the end of the day? Grab yourself a liquid nitro herbal energy shooter. Comes in a variety of flavors, a little three-ounce size. Going to give you enough power to get to the finish line. If you don't think that's quite enough for you, get yourself a 16-ounce can. <clears throat> a variety of flavors available in that. My favorite, Tropical Storm. Liquid Nitro Energy Drink, giving you the power to get to the finish line, and that's noble. Old World Meats in Hermantown, Minnesota, brings you a fresh new line of snack sticks. Beef snack sticks that are juicy, moist, tender, everything you want to be from a snack stick, and they come in about 30 different flavors. They keep rotating through the flavors. It's hard to keep track of them. My favorite, barbecue honey. Honey barbecue, however you want to say it absolutely to die for snack sticks <clears throat> old world meats down in hermantown minnesota the residual family making beef products for 75 years thanks a lot to old world meats and don't forget about tcb speed north rocket rob ko and the guys doing everything they can to try to help you out they got everything on sale all the time <laughs> for uh, any anytime you wreck your chassis you take it to rob he'll help you out get your new bars put in get, get your safety bars put in and uh heck you can even put wing spuds on the darn thing for you <coughs> you bend a chassis or a torsion bar tube they'll do it they'll take care of all that stuff they'll sell you the seats they got everything in stock <clears throat> even get custom race suits from them and uh, that's the guys at TCB Sport Speed, TCB Speed North. Holy crud! I got a new tongue. I can't talk. <laughs> we are on with DJ Vadness, and we are going to talk about the results of the the uh, dyno testing from today. <laughs> and DJ is patiently waiting for me to tell him to come back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, DJ. Yes, sir. Your motor, your five three, was the first one on the on the dyno today. Yes, sir. <laughs> How nervous were you when they when Ron bolted that thing to the dyno? You know, it wasn't too bad. Um, I was more excited about it. This is I've worked really hard with figuring out a new cam for this motor, for this setup, especially for what we're doing. And this is a custom made cam specifically done up just for sprint cars and the type of racing that we do. They come machined and tapped and everything for the fuel spud. So that way you don't have to send it out and get it machined and tapped and have to wait on extra time. Nice. Um, and it, it worked out really well. We saw really impressive numbers. Now all these numbers are on, it's basically a stock five, three run a ball home through it, new pistons, it's going to be a Gen 3 motor with Gen 4 internals in it, so it's a 2005 block. And we want the Gen 4 internals because they're stronger. Right. That way we don't have to worry about breaking a rod like Rick Kolbs did at the, uh, towards the end of the season. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Kaylee did that a couple of times last year. <laughs> but Yeah, I, the Gen 3 ones are pretty, they're a little weak. They're, the Gen 4 rods are 40 grams heavier per rod, so there's quite a bit more meat there. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. Kaylee got a little gear happy and overspun his motor. <laughs> and that's something else we worked on too: is trying to find a cam 
that would not harm valve train. And this whole system is good for up to 8,000 RPM. So even if you did overspin it, you don't have to worry about damaging anything. And probably don't have to worry about ventilating the block. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, ventilated blocks are not happy. No, they are not. They they, they dislike air conditioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and unscheduled self-disassembly is not cheap. No. Not, they're never cheap when you... You cut a oil pan in half. <laughs> I I can't say as I've ever I've filled them with a bunch of internals, but I've never cut one in half. That's what happened to Rick oh, at the end of the season. Oh man, how tight did he spin it? Ninety two. He was running up to seventy eight hundred. Wow, that's that's pretty stellar for a five three. You know, and, and these things are great. They're they're six bolt main stock. Yeah. And the center line on the crank is a little bit higher than what it would be on a small block. So it's supported really well. Yeah. And the harmonics in them are awesome. They're they're great. It's basically got a uh, crank girdle built right into the block. Yep. You got four bolt main with one on each side from the coming in from the side of the block right into the main caps. Yeah. Yeah, and that also helps with keeping these cylinders nice and true. And that's how you get away with grabbing a hundred plus thousand mile motor and just having to run a ball home through it. <laughs> Which is basically what you did to that motor. That's exactly what I did to that motor. And then I just put new pistons in it. Um, but they're stock replacement pistons, stock four pistons as well. And it, this is basically a rebuilt five, three with a cam and valve train kit and yeah. then carbureted intake nothing fancy now did jake get to leave with the intake that was on it yes that was jake's intake okay because <clears throat> ron had said something about the intake and carb didn't didn't go with the motor and i'm like why the hell would they do that <laughs> when i built it i was building them a long block and he ordered the intake through rob kale and rob okay. just happens to live 15 minutes north of me okay yeah. So it works really well for me to get parts when I'm building a motor for somebody, especially that far up north that can't come down on a regular and get their own parts. Right. Yeah, and, and then you don't have to wait for the two-day delay for UPS to go from here to there. Exactly. <laughs> and let alone getting it from the supplier to him. <laughs> Dropship yes. isn't always a good idea. You know, it works great sometimes, but a lot of times it's just better to have them right up the road. Yeah. Yeah, and TCB Speed North, those guys are, uh, they're pretty on the ball. Yes. You know, Rob and the guys, they got they got that good shop nice and set up now where they're doing everything in there, and, and they're good people. So that works out really good. And I work with them on getting parts for these motor builds. Um, we're working right now on the website, so you can just order right online if you need any parts. So the nice thing about these motors is they're super easy for people to build if you know about motors right so you can take out the labor aspect of it and do it yourself if that's what you're really into fair enough what's your website uh midwestmotorworks.com well see there you go and <laughs> now now as you're getting into the sport and you need a place to go for a motor you give dj a call or you get on the website look him up give him a call tell him what you need and he'll get it going for you <clears throat> now this five three that you did for this, I, I I know where it's going. I know whose car it's going in. I don't really want to give it away other than his first name is Jake. 
but uh, I know he was down there today. Yes. <laughs> I'd imagine the first pull on the motor, he didn't even want to watch. They were pretty calm. You know, they, it was probably a nice long drive that early in the morning that kept them calm because, you know, everybody's just tired that early. But uh, we were messing with the, the MSD box quite a bit, trying to see what stock tune works well on there because there's going to be four stock tunes and then four custom tunes you can yep. switch between. And with stock tunes, you get a really good baseline just to kind of figure it out. And right. that's meant to run fuel injection and stuff like that. So it's nothing impressive with these carbureted motors or methanol. Um, and then we got Rick Cobes out there. He came out and he definitely dialed in and we worked off of the same tune that he ran on the dyno session a month ago. Okay. So we were trying to see differences between camshaft and displacement because the motor they ran was bored out and they had a set of pistons in it. Some custom done pistons. Okay. So, and we were pleased that especially with four barrel, we were right up there with them. Our best yeah. run on the four barrel, we got 381.1 foot pounds of torque and 416 horse. What did you start at for a baseline with the four barrel? Or, sorry, that was the two barrel. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, um, wait yep. a minute, because that sounded a little light. What 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 was the first pull? What was the baseline number? The baseline we were real low, three hundred torque and uh, about three hundred and fifty horse, and that was just off of one of the stock tunes. And then once we started yeah. to turn it up and play with timing, we found that these things really like the 32, 34 degree timing range. Okay. Now, isn't it, um, in, isn't it in the rules that they got to be 32 degrees? Ironically, we brought it up today that I did not see it in the new rules. Um, so there's been a lot of conversation now and we had really good in-depth conversation with Ron about it today. And that's part of the reasons why we started running different timing curves. And the second we hit 35 degrees, power and torque fell off it does it nothing so it's maximum is 34 but where we gained the most was 32 perfect well that, so, put, that puts it right back in line with where it was supposed to be before because uh the last dyno session uh david had said that they were only allowed to run 32 degrees that's why i was asking yep and if you look at the 20 rules it's not in there if you look at the 19 rules, it is. So well, I give it about probably a week. It'll will be not, back in there. <laughs> they probably won't be putting it back because we just proved that it does absolutely nothing except hurt you. Well, it, it, it's probably still one of those things is better to have in writing than not. Yeah. You know, uh, especially the if they other have nice part, <laughs> It really solidifies how equal these motors can be. Right. You can't really cheat with timing on these things, which is what a lot of people have been concerned about. Um, and the fact that we're seeing these kind of numbers that match up real well with, uh, with the four barrel, it ran 416 foot pounds of torque, 467 horsepower. So that's, I uh, believe last month it was just over 470. Horsepower. Yeah, I think I think it was like four seventy five and like, uh, but I thought the, the the torque number was higher. I thought it was like a four twenty five or a four thirty on the torque. I want to say they were at four twenty seven torque, so they were about twelve torque over me, 
And now if you build two identical motors and you know, you're going to have a 3% difference. Yeah. Yeah. So the f- they, they just don't that, work the same way. Yeah. 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 Their motors have a mind of their own. They have personalities to them. Oh yes. <laughs> and coming, coming from growing up around blown, uh, three ninety two Hemi engines. <laughs> They've got a huge personality. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we could, we could rebuild that thing, and every time we rebuilt it, we had to relearn what the motor wanted. Yeah, it's really crazy. But what's cool about these now, Rick's motor is bored out, so it's almost five point seven liter. This is one's not, so it's five point three liter, and we're less than three percent horsepower and torque difference. Nice. Yeah, we think that's all because of the cam. I wouldn't. The, I wouldn't doubt that. So, the breathing, the, the breathing cam, characteristics aren't going to change that much. No, and the, the Howard's cam is actually. If you go on their website now and look it up, they actually learn that that is beneficial for turbo applications, and that's where that cam comes to life is with the turbo. Turbos are not meant to make torque. And they only make power when you have a power adder like a turbo. Right. I worked with a guy extensively, and his job, his business is all around LS cams, and that's it. And so we developed this new cam, and it's a true NA cam meant for this. And what I was really impressed with, now the numbers are really good, but what I like is where the numbers come on. We have, with the four-barrel, Max torque anywhere from 4,900 to 52 RPM. And then we start hitting our max horsepower range right at that 6,700 to 7,000 RPM. So you have your torque on tap when you're in the corner, when you need to get back on the throttle. And then you have horsepower all the way through your straights, especially at Cedar Lake where it's a three-eighths mile. Yeah, and that's a long three-eighths mile. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's with the four barrel, it's really impressive too, because even at 6,800, we're at 360 foot pounds of torque. So, so we're not dropping much off. Yeah, there's not a lot of drop off there at all. So this thing's just going to be a rocket. It's just going to want to pull. We'll be lucky if we can keep the tires under this thing. I was going to ask you what the lobe centers are, but I really don't want to know, and I don't want you to give away all that information. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I'll do it off the air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can give you all that. What I can tell you is it is a 100% legal cam. It is at 592 lift and 600 lift. Okay. Where the Howard's cam is a 604 lift. Now that 4,000 of an inch is going to run off just on breaking alone. So if you go and mic a Howard's cam, it will be perfectly legal. But being on building these motors for people, I want to find a solution where on paper, if you go and look at the cam card, these motors are 100% legal. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't want to sell them something that is advertised as illegal and pray that <laughs> that it wears in. Exactly. <laughs> That's just asking for oops. <laughs> and I don't want to take off a buyer because if they get tore down because they're doing so good and they find it's illegal, I'm going to get a pretty good chewing. Right. Right. Yeah, so, I, I, I wouldn't be happy with you. No, I would hope not. <laughs> so <laughs> with with the two barrel on it, um we've established that it's a pretty a pretty stout piece with a four barrel. What with a two barrel on it, what was the best pull? 
I was 381.1 torque and 416 horse. Okay, so it's like seven horse off of what they were last week or last month? Yeah, it's right there. Seven and this is a stock displacement motor again. So there's rebuilds out of this now that we can get. Yeah. And that's and, one of the goals. And you're going to stay pretty consistent on the rebuild motor too. Yes. So it's not like they're going to throw a big curve to somebody when you, when you have to tear it down. No, not at all. And honestly, boring these motors out is not that expensive. It's about 300 bucks. If you go to a good machinist, so it's not that expensive. It's just labor intensive. Yeah. And it's, but then you've got to buy a new set of pistons and rings. Personally, is really cheap. <laughs> now, to do a rebuild kit with new bearings, pistons, rings, wrist pins, all your gaskets, about the only thing you don't get in it is head bolts. It's about 530 550 bucks, and you can get that with 60 over pistons. That's not bad. Not at all, and they're stock pistons. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about compression. Yeah, because there's there's still the, what are the those ones are flat tops, aren't they? Nope. The flat tops are going to be the five three H O, which are just over ten to one compression. These are going to be the slight dished, which is straight okay. nine and a half to one compression. Yeah, because the H O S are are the <laughs> illegal motors. The H O S are. Yeah. Now you can run those blocks if you want. You just got to get the dish pistons. They do weigh the same as the flat tops. So you don't have to worry about balancing your rotating assembly. So there again, you have options to keep cost down. That makes it nice. And the way these blocks are designed, the longevity on them seems to be forever. Yes. Because uh, even I know a couple of guys that have taken apart a 200,000 mile motor and there wasn't a whole lot of wear in the cylinder. I've seen guys reuse main bearings on 200,000 mile motors because there's no wear on them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still not sure I'd want to do that. But <laughs> Personally, in my stuff, I might do that once in a while if I'm in a pinch. For everybody else, if I build it, they're getting new bearings. Right. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I, I think I'd be more worried. There might not be any wear visible wear on it but there's a crush factor in there yeah there's always a little crush factor um but these these things are like i said they're pretty phenomenal yeah. with how consistent they are and how well they hold together I'd, I'd imagine the crush factor is a lot more important on the piston rod bearings anyways and you, you really don't have that much on them um the only thing that we change too when we rebuild a motor is we'll pull the factory rod bolts out and put ARP rod bolts in and the only reason we do that and spend the extra hundred dollars to do so because we're spinning these things out over 7,000 yeah. RPM we don't want to stretch those bolts we want to make sure we got a good clamp right yeah <laughs> that helps keep the internal air conditioning at bay yes and it helps <laughs> us you know we got a goal every motor out there we want to see over 100 shows on these things I want to try to get 200 shows out of one of these motors just to see how long we can go with it. Oh, that's going to be a 10-year return for you. If you do the <laughs> math, though, on that, and you, you start breaking down how much does it cost me to run a night. Yeah. If you can make it 100 shows, you're about $50 a night to pay for a motor. Yep. 
Yeah, and you're looking at uh, 100 shows is going to be four to five years out. It could be two seasons because, like, right now in just the UMSS series, we have 40 races this season. If we were well, to take our off weekends and go up north, there's over 50 races if we don't have any rain delays. There's, there's uh, what was it scheduled, 25 non-wing shows? Yep. And there's 15 wing shows. If you run double duty and just stay in the UMSS, uh, you could get two and a half years out of the motor and be at 100 shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Which, um, that's unheard of in a small block. Pretty much. I know, I know my super stock motors used to go eh, about two years if when they stayed together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if we can get 200 out of these things, that that's a great investment, you know, because if, if you get 200 shows, that's $25 a night just to pay off a motor. Boy, then you got to really rely on the tuner stuff for making a living. And... We're messing with that a little bit. We find that these things want to run when we're going up to peak RPM. They want 32 degrees. <laughs> they want to go a little higher on lower RPM. So our next dyno session, we're going to play with that a little bit more. And what I want to do whenever somebody buys a kit for me, if they purchase an MSD box, I'm going to load them up with the same tunes. That way we all have the same base mark to work off of. Right. The idea behind these is turnkey. You yeah. just you throw it in and you can go. There's no learning curves for these guys, especially old school guys don't want to learn new things. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta go with new stuff. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> I've got an old school guy that uh taught me a lot about cars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and every now and then we have arguments about you know, that's 50s technology. He says, yeah, but it still works great. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just, really, dude? <laughs> it all started somewhere, but we all got to evolve. Sooner or later, we have to. Right. <laughs> now, you didn't hang around for the 604 testing. No, they were having some problems with the mag, which, again, you know, that that's something that's always been interesting to me with the small box. Mags are usually right around $1,000. You have one fail, not everybody has a spare $1,000 sitting around just to hang on to a mag. Right. These LS motors, you lose a coil, you're talking a couple bucks. You know, you're usually right around that $40 range for a set of coils on one bank. Yeah. It's stupid cheap. You lose an MSD box, it's just over 300 bucks, which I'd never heard of them, anybody losing one. So... Don't go to a drag strip. Right. Well, the 6014s. Now, if we start talking some different MSD stuff like 6ALs for drag cars, that's a different story. <laughs> right. <laughs> People are usually zapping them with higher voltage. MSD doesn't like over 16 volts. Right. Yeah, so, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> we almost did because we're working on a battery supply because we don't run an alternator on these motors. Right. We're working on something where you can use the Milwaukee M18 battery or M8 battery. I'm sorry. And those they're supposed to be rated for 18 volts. They actually put out 20. 
So we're trying to restrict that down to 16 volts so we can run these. The nice part about that, you can go and run, safely run your hot laps and your heat race on one battery. You have the other battery sitting on a charger in your trailer. Plug that in for your feature race. You're done. And as long as nobody steals it for the work light, you're good to go. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be my luck. My battery's getting low and George is over there using it and drilling holes in somebody else's car. Hey, you're bringing back my bat, my ignition. Darn it. <laughs> right. That's where you run DeWalt for your work stuff, Milwaukee for your race stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, we're advertising for everybody today, aren't we? Right. <laughs> oh man, no. And your L your LS with the two barrel actually made more horsepower than the than the six four than the six four. Um, yeah, I, I haven't heard the numbers yet. That was one thing I wanted to see on a couple polls, but time, you know, wasn't there. Now, bear with me a minute, because Ron sent me a text of a picture of the run, the best run sheet with the 604. And, Jeff, I'm sorry, but I'm giving away your motor numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say his last name, but, you know. Um, what the hell? Okay, now I can kind of read this. 402.8 foot-pounds of torque at 4,800. And it made 402.8 horsepower at 5,800. At 5,800, it was 364 on the torque and 402.8 on the horsepower at 5,800. And after that, it drops off. Now the horsepower up to 6,600 stays pretty high. It's still... Over 390 at 50 at 6400, but the torque drops off almost 100 points. It's down to 313 by the time you get to 5400, 6400. I mean, so that's not too bad, but it's not what I was expecting from the 604. Yeah, you'd expect a little more out of that. You know, I was I was expecting those numbers to be like 425, 430 at least with the 604. Well, when you start factoring in cost too, I mean, what's a 604 run to go pick up? I don't. I'm not even sure. 5500, yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure they're they're right around the standard. If you were to do your B mod more and have that belt, you're going to be right in that 55 to 6500 range. Right. And that doesn't come with a carburetor. That doesn't come with your front accessories for your water pump and stuff that doesn't come with headers. Well, let's see here. I got my computer handy. <laughs> 604 GM crate. One thing we're really trying to do with this 5.3 is keep it cost effective. Now, we're looking, depending on what carburetor you go with, if you want a carburetor to oil pan, headers on there, front accessories, and the MSD box, you're going to be 7,500, 8,500 right. built, ready ready to go. Right. Yeah, and just a quick, now, just a quick Google search, uh, the GM Performance 604 at Speedway, uh, Speedway showing it at between four and 5,000 bucks, 
but there again, it depends on what you're getting. Yep. You know, um, the Chevrolet performance one from Jegs, which is a little higher step up. I can see it's got an air gap intake on it. Uh, Jegs is getting 6,800 for them. You know, so yeah, yours. And you, you still got outfit that thing with the carb headers, water pump, mag. Yeah. Yeah. Plug wires, plugs. Yeah. Oil, oil filter. Comes with a dampener pulley, but that's about it. And, you know, the tins. <laughs> let's, let's see what Google says for 604 crate horsepower. Cause it, there's, it, it was funny cause it just, it, there's a question on here. What, how much horsepower does a 604 crate have? <laughs> I wonder if that's <laughs> on gas too. If they run them on gas to get those horsepower numbers or if they're running alcohol. I'm not sure. Well, um, you'll know if there's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> Says 400 horse, 400 foot pounds of torque. Maximum RPM, 5,800. So it's not far off. That's probably. No, that's, that's right in there. Probably not all motor. It's right in there with what Jeff's numbers are on here. And that's, that's with the two barrel. Yep. You know, so. um, Let's see here. Other other picture says, <laughs> "I got to be smarter than my phone, and it's not easy." <laughs> Smartphone makes a dumb man, you know, whatever. Yeah, see, there's a, a a fairly decent number difference when it goes to the four barrel with new spark plugs. It says new spark plugs in a four barrel. Made four hundred and twenty-five foot-pounds of torque at forty-nine hundred, and peak horsepower was four thirty, and that's from fifty-eight hundred to sixty-two hundred. It stays right at four thirty for like four hundred RPM. And then it's four, yeah, it's four thirty at fifty eight, and four nineteen at sixty eight. Is that with the four barrel on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that motor with a four barrel is comparable to the five three with a two barrel, <laughs> and it's actually that should a, answer a lot of questions for a lot of people too. Yeah, it's actually a little less. Than the five three with a two barrel. You know that that it'd actually be a pretty good match between the between the two on a two barrel. You're only, you know, you, it's only about notice, a five percent difference with this two barrel. It's like a restrictor plate. Mm-hmm. You can only get so much, no matter what setup you really have on there. Yeah, it's only going to flow 500 CFM. Mm-hmm. Like, think of a 525 on this two-barrel, what it would choke it down to. Well, they did that last month. Did, 
Did they run the two barrel or did they only run the four barrel on that? No, they ran because they put both. I on. think they, I thought they only ran the four barrel. I can't remember for sure though, but I thought they only ran the four barrel because the question for that motor was the wing class. Well, I know that they were talking about it, and I, if I remember right, they tested it both ways. Okay, because they were trying to kill it. You know, they weren't trying to blow it up. But they were trying to tame it down to see. They were doing that with restrictors well, in the uh, the they, carb spacer. They did restrictors in the carb spacer, but I'm pretty sure that they put the the two barrel on it to see what it would do. Yep, they might because you, you you can't guess at that kind of thing. You're at a dyno. Why the hell would you guess at it? Put the damn two barrel on it and find out. I don't. <laughs> you know? We got to ask because I don't think they did. I think they only ran the four barrel because it was only questioned for the wing class because that motor, the motor rules are locked for ten years for the traditional, and that motor is yeah. not part of it. So I, I don't think they did. I know we tried a bunch of different boxes because there was three different boxes being tried, the MSD boxes. Yep. So I I don't think they ran the two barrel on that. So we really don't have that answer if that's the case. But I, th- I think I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to the episode again with David. Yeah. Because we did the Dino Days episode with David, and I swear he said that the they did some pulls with the two-barrel on it. And that, like, the best one that they got was pretty close, but it was still higher, and the torque number was still higher. But I I don't remember for sure. I I I honest to God have to go back and listen to the episode. I would too because I don't. I was even there for that dyno session. I don't remember for sure. I remember swapping out um, restrictors. Yeah, and for the four barrel. And you guys had to do a lot of sw- swapping on stuff. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they had a dead coil, and we thought, and we found a bad wire. There's a couple things on that motor that just weren't happy, <laughs> but it came to life. It, it showed its face in true colors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the, and then everything kind of went well. Yeah, that's not really a well balanced deal because it, it showed a lot more torque down low. And that's where displacement comes in. That's a six point two liter motor. Yeah, it's also I want to say it's ten to one compression or ten and a half to one. Yeah, I don't remember. And methanol likes compression. Yes, it does. <laughs> and, and that I do remember. <laughs> methanol also likes magnetos. Yes. Watch it pop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Your fingers don't like magnetos so much. No. You just touch that thing and it'll zap you. It, yeah. It, you, you, it, it rotates at all. Zap. <laughs> Jeez, I'd hate to see your idea of a shock. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Speedway, the 525 is 8,200 bucks. Oh, wow. You know, but there again, that, that isn't that bad if you break it down to a per race type of thing. But yeah, the 376 cubic inch, 10.7 to 1 hydraulic roller. Um, This one they didn't list. 
Yeah, this one doesn't list what it makes for power. Hmm. Well, that's interesting too for the price range because you can get into a curb to pan headers and everything on there LS for less than you can get that one for. Yep. So you start talking about horsepower per dollar. Oh, here we go. It's similar to the 6.2 liter LS3, but we have adapted it for circle track racing with a carbureted intake, la la la. Uh, using them. Aluminum block with a cross-bolted six-bolt main caps, rectangular port cylinder heads, and the combination produces 533 horsepower at 6,600 and 477 foot-pounds as a torque at 4,200. So that's our answer to the 525 motor. That That is the 525. Okay, perfect. I thought that was a different 604. No, no. The, the, the 604 is still... Is uh, shown on Speedway as a 400 400 motor. And this is the, in the info section. It says it's a 530, 533, 477 motor for the, the CT525. You know, so the CT525's got a definite advantage. And I know that uh, the, the 1.5 restrictor did a pretty good job at killing it down it, it brought it very close you know yeah, but it, it, it it's just that the lower end torque is is the question and that's yeah. where guys like me would start questioning that motor because how can we compete with that torque is what's most used yep on these types of tracks yeah and and that's that's the big question that david's got too is he's how do we kill that and not give up the other stuff to make it a, a comparable motor. The only way to do that is to allow these five threes to get punched out to a similar displacement to a maximum displacement. You can punch these motors out to. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea because that takes the account. Now you just took it away from the traditional guys. Cause a lot of us yeah. are going to be running dual series. We're going to run traditional and wing. Yep. Yeah, because you bolt the four barrel on, <laughs> that thing picks up another fifty horse. You know, and you you can always go back to what can the track handle. Yep. Kevin Leary last year last year won a race with the LS on a two barrel in the wing class. He won for sure one. I I know there was a race at Cedar Lake last year in the wings that had three LS motors at the front, mm-hmm. and all three of them were on two barrels. And the four barrel guys were fourth or farther back. And yeah, I mean, it's it's about what you can put down on these tracks when they drive slick. But it, a lot of it too is just driver. Yeah, yeah. But when you're when you're talking about <clears throat> guys that have been doing it a while, you know, uh, Mike Mueller, not a bad shoe. You know, and he said he could see a difference in in the corners. Now, granted, it's Mike, and I'm going to give him a little bit of crap just because he's fun to mess with. But <laughs> um, that could be a perception thing. He might have been late on the throttle, and if he was on the bottom and the other guy was on the top and carrying more momentum, that's where I wonder if perception doesn't play a large role in that. You know, if 
if a guy's on the high side and is carrying a lot more momentum and got a really good stick through the corner and just drives away from him, well, that motor's got way more than mine. And that's where these dyno sessions really come into play to answer a lot of questions because that's right. Dirt can only tell so much. Dino tells everything and it does not lie. <laughs> exactly. And especially at R and R. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ron is great to work with at R and R. He's, he's extremely knowledgeable and he's got a good crew there. Um, but we're, we're going to be bringing quite a few motors to him, uh, to definitely get these things tuned up. Yeah. Well, Ron, Ron's been in that part of the game for ever. <laughs> well, today with that 604, that was 10,000. I want to say 214th motor on that dyno. Um, it says it right here on the sheet. Because uh, I looked at that and I was like, holy mackerel. What yep, because I'm 10,213 10, and he was after me. Where'd it go? Engine, yeah, ten two fourteen. <laughs> yeah, for for Jeff's motor, it was engine ten two fourteen. Can't get much better than that for a guy that has experience, <laughs> right? You know, and and he's a smart guy. Yes. You know, because he and my dad go all the way back to the sixties. My my dad is a drag racer from. Well, he had his first front motor dragster in 1963 so that's back when he was working with wheeler yeah yep yeah yeah because the old man was uh 63 my dad was working for vinolia pistons out in california okay because he was on he was in the marine corps out there and he was out there no wait no he was still here in hibbing in 63 he didn't go out to California and start working at Vinolia until 65 or 66. Because my brother was born in 67, and they'd been out there about a year when my brother was born. Man's been around these things for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, heck, the 65 Dodge Cornette that I drag race and, and street drive. My mom used to drive on the street. And oh, wow. They bought that car a month after my brother was born. My mom drove that car off the lot in Long Beach, California on April 9th in 1967. Uh, Sentimental old cars are the best. It's still all original steel. That, that, find. That, that car is my older brother, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> it's been in the family longer than I have. <laughs> but... I mean, that just kind of, that's where I came from. And I've known Ron, known of Ron pretty much my whole life. And yeah, there's not, you're not going to find a better dyno guy. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can go to Wheeler and you're going to have very similar results. It's just Ron is great to work with. He's easier to get a hold of too, which is nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, both Wheeler and Ron are pretty quick with figuring things out. Mm -hmm. But I think Ron's got more fuel injection and more of the CID stuff figured out. And and he's really 
helping us with the Super Bowl. We that was one curb we ran today for the two barrel was the Super Bowl, and we had a lot of problems with it. Yeah. It it is not, you know, it, it's a nice bolt on, don't have to worry about a curb, but there's problems with them. Yeah, they take a little bit of work to get them dialed in. Uh, we we're doing things with the Super Bowl today you're not supposed to be able to do. We're adjusting air fuel ratio with fuel pressure. Yeah, there's something wrong in that one then. But he's also done that with others. I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, no. <laughs> you get, yeah, because I think, I think Ra. Carburetors is going to be a different podcast for you, I think. Once yeah. everything gets hashed out. Right. I, I know Ron said that uh, one of the motors today didn't like one of the carbs they had. And so they put one of uh, another guy's like a $200 Holly 500 on it. And that was the, ours. And the motor just came to life. It did not like the Super Bowl at all. It It's buttered down low, which is what a lot of people experience on the track because it loads up and we could not lean it out and it just did not have good fuel delivery. Did you have a Vikings carburetor on there? Nope. It was the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, right? God. <laughs> In this great state of Minnesota, every sport that we love. Well, apparently they don't like the Super Bowl. They never get there. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to have every Vikings fan on the planet pissed off at me right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I love the purple guys, but come on, man. Get to the Super Bowl at least. <laughs> one year. We just need one year. Yeah, I need the Wild to get to the Stanley Cup, too. Right. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. But yeah, so we... <laughs> We were having problems with the Super Bowl, so we're like, we're ditching it because dinos cost money and it's per hour. So we, we got it the best we could. We ditched it. We threw the four barrel on. Right. And we ran the 650 quick fuel and it it liked it. That's where it came to life. And then we ran one around 750s just to kind of see because that's another carb that you're allowed to run as a 750. Yep. It didn't like it. It's too much fuel for these motors. Yeah. And it it's honestly a little too much air. And, and, and I, the the six fifties are even getting borderline too much carb for the these motors. Yep, but it really liked it. It came to life. Um, but then we went back to just a standard forty four twelve Holly. Yeah, and that's where we got our better numbers with the two barrel. Yeah, because that five it, it's rated as a five hundred, but it flows like five hundred and twenty or something CFM. Yep, you know and. If you, I've got to remember this because one of these times I'll send a carb that'll mess with people. <laughs> I've got a 650 CFM annular discharge two barrel. Interesting. It, it doesn't. It doesn't discharge in the center. It discharges around the outside edge of the of the venturi bore. Huh. And it just. And it's neat. And it's a 650 CFM two barrel. It's a Holly. It's it's a big two barrel. <laughs> you think? <clears throat> but I'm I'm I'd I'd want to put it on there just to see what it does. Yeah, yeah. that'd be interesting to see. It, it'd probably bring you up. But you know, then again, you still only have two barrels to flow through. So how's your response? Uh, That's the nice thing about four barrels is you can adjust when your secondaries come on. Yep. 
So yeah. it's more user friendly. Uh, it, it it just act a lot more like a, a manual secondary four barrel. Yeah. You know, like a, like a four barrel with a gear drive where it just here dump. Yep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it it'd be kind of interesting to see. I, I'm gonna have to bring that up to Bernhagen. Yeah, we'll be running more of these five threes too here soon. So that'd be interesting. We, we throw it on just to see what it does on one of these motors. And then maybe somebody else will have one of the versions of the small blocks you have to throw it on. I, I think the biggest problem we'd run into there is that it'd be, that's a gas carb. Oh yeah. Not an alcohol carb. That yeah, won't work. Oh, we could try it. We can just run gas through it. Yeah. There's nothing special about these motors that make it an alcohol motor other than the carburetor. Right. That'd be interesting. Ah, I'll have to talk to Bernhagen about that. And I'll find out when the next dyno session is and see if I can get the day off to be there. <laughs> it's a fun time. Here, I'll bring some toys. <laughs> carb swaps are easy. Right? <laughs> yeah, carb swaps and wing swaps, and let's go play again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so DJ, it sounds like your motor is uh, going to make ja- Jake a very happy customer. Yes, sir. <laughs> and and he's going to be quite competitive out of the box, engine wise. Yes, now, I've known we'll see Jake. how driver skill comes around because <laughs> yeah. that's every rookie's hindrance. Hey, you know, I watched him at the arrive and drive when he came and got in Kaylee's car, and then he got in Paul Schultz's car. And he's not real far off. He's, Perfect. You know, uh, he went out and made some laps and went back in the pits and went, how in the hell do you drive these? So, <laughs> <laughs> so they talked to him a little bit. He come back out again. And I, I think he was in Schultz's car the second time he came out. And it went a lot better for him. He was faster. And looked you like pretty he much got to go shut up brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it kind of drives a little backwards but you know yeah. i always drove a little backwards anyway so for me to say that it doesn't mean anything for anybody <laughs> that was my biggest learning curve on these Christians. last year was my rookie season and i've never been on dirt before trying to tell your brain to let your foot hold that throttle down when you're sideways going into that corner yeah it doesn't make sense because you think you're just going to slide up right in that wall. So it takes a while until you say, screw it and hope it hooks. Yep. Yeah. They say, when in doubt, throttle it out. Right. <laughs> Boy, they weren't kidding. Cause if you don't, you're going around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, look at me. I'm yeah. a ballerina. <laughs> and it's always fun. Whenever you go to one of these arrive and drives or meetings, you'll always get asked when you're new to the guy, have you found your balls yet? If not, you're about to. <laughs> yeah, you're going to find out if you have any to start. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> wow. Anyway. So just to recap, 417 horse, about 390 foot pounds of torque with stock bore, stock rod, and a 5.3 liter and a two barrel. Yep. And the only head work done, we didn't even do a valve job. We just lapped the valves in because they had good seats on them. Nice. So you talk about cheap 
and how to do these things, you can't get any cheaper than lapping valves in. <laughs> no, because that's a suction cup and some gritty compound, and you stand there and do the hand hula. You can use a drill. Works a little better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're cheating now. <laughs> I got to make labor somehow. Well, there is that. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine doing it? Now try and imagine doing a two and a quarter intake valve hand lap. Right. How long does that take you? <laughs> oh, my God. Does the suction cup even hold? Yes. Or using a plunger? Well, it's a small plunger. (laughs) It's not really going to work well on your toilet, but it'll probably do the kitchen sink great. (laughs) (laughs) That Hemi had big valves in it. (laughs) Yeah, doing a valve job on that Hemi was a two-day process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, DJ, your business was what again? Midwest Motor Works. And you built, you build purpose specific 5.3 liters and you play around a bunch with the turbo motors. Yes. And the website was again, <laughs> MidwestMotorWorks.com. <laughs> my brain just isn't working <laughs> no if you google it or try to type it it's works is spelled w-o-r-x well see that's Otherwise a valuable bit it. that's a valuable piece of information right there <laughs> <laughs> midwestmotorworks.com yes sir perfect and now i'm on facebook as well the other thing that we just started up on facebook is i created the LS sprint car page. And that page is to help all these new guys, just how to put these in your car. And if anybody has any parts to sell LS specific, you can go right on there and look and it makes it super simple because we have all these marketplace pages for sprint cars, but it's extremely hard to find anything LS related on those. Right. So that it is a, a public group. So anybody can go and join. And there's a lot of great knowledge on there for a lot of people. And it's not just for UMSS. This is for all the up and coming series as well, for people to find it. information on these LSs. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Cause I, I know I was on the, the UMSS sprint car parts exchange page or whatever that one is. Yep. And there was some guy from California selling uh brand new nozzle hoses for for uh like a kinsler fuel injection yep and i'm like those aren't gonna sell here not many people <laughs> run those here <laughs> if they do they're not doing it right <laughs> well dj i'm gonna let you get back to your night and uh all right sir i appreciate it take some time and go uh celebrate your birthday yeah, I'm gonna try to enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, not, been not. all work lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and probably try to get some sleep after not getting any last night. Right. <laughs> Midwest Motorworks. MidwestMotorworks.com. DJ Vadness and the 5.3 LSs for the sprint cars. 
Thanks a lot for being with us and talking about the Dino Day today, DJ. You're welcome, sir. Thanks for having me on here. It was a pleasure. Not a problem. Thank you. And check him out on Facebook. Check out all the things he's mentioned that he's involved with on Facebook. And when you need parts for your LS motor, give him a call, and he'll get you some squared away. And we are going to pay some bills and get out of here. And don't forget, uh, Rob and the gang at TCB Speed North on Facebook as well. And they are a great supplier of parts, as DJ has mentioned. He uses them. You should use them, too. They uh, do chassis fabrication, sell safety equipment, and wheels, tires, anything you need for your sprint car. The guys at TCB Speed North can help you out. DJ will get you a motor that's going to make you as competitive as you can be motor-wise. you got to learn how to set the car up and drive it. That's not their responsibility. That's yours. This is Randy of the Renegades on Dirt Podcast. We'll see you next time. Old World Meats in Hermantown, Minnesota brings you a fresh new line of snack sticks. Beef snack sticks that are juicy, moist, tender. Everything you want to be from a snack stick. And they come in about 30 different flavors. They keep rotating through the flavors. It's hard to keep track of them. My favorite, barbecue honey. Honey barbecue, however you want to say it absolutely to die for snack sticks old world meats down in hermantown minnesota the residual family making beef products for 75 years thanks a lot to old world meats palmer's tavern in downtown hibbing minnesota has been a park edition tradition for 75 years stop in and check out their signature donato burger absolutely mouth-watering They got bone-in and boneless hot wings, beer on tap, and 12 big-screen TVs to watch the games on. Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Wild, it doesn't matter. You're going to catch every shot, touchdown, and goal. Don't forget, check out their daily rotating specials. That's Palmer's Tavern in downtown Hibbing, Minnesota, a park edition tradition for 75 years. Palmer's Tavern. Check them out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Palmer's Tavern. Hey, are you feeling a little run down? Need a little pick-me-up? Got to get that little boost of energy to get you to the end of the day? Grab yourself a liquid nitro herbal energy shooter. Comes in a variety of flavors, a little three-ounce size. Going to give you enough power to get to the finish line. If you don't think that's quite enough for you, get yourself a 16-ounce can. <clears throat> a variety of flavors available in that. My favorite, Tropical Storm. Liquid Nitro Energy Drink, giving you the power to get to the finish line, and that's noble.